Hello and welcome to the Feminine Millionaire Show. I'm your host, Polly Alexander. I'm a success coach, healer, creative and future millionaire. If creating money and success in a spiritual and feminine and joyful way is your goal, this show is for you. Let's all rise together. Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Feminine Millionaire Show. This is a great interview and I think you're going to really enjoy it. Today's special guest is Morel Parker. She's an Indian-Australian author from Fremantle in West Australia who's devoted herself to writing for the past 15 years. And before I share more of her formal bio, I want to share her informal bio. Morel is a writer, she's a wanderer, she's an explorer, she's an artist. She's a coffee lover, a splenic projector for those of you that know human design. And through her writing, she shares stories of travel, love, transformation, flow, manifestation, and what she learns along the way. In today's episode, you're going to hear powerful advice forgetting that book that's inside you out of you. How do you start writing? Morel wanted to be a writer since she discovered Anais Nin in the film Henry and June on daytime television while she was at university aged 20. She graduated from the University of West Australia, majoring in English literature and psychology. But it was actually during a stay in Mumbai in India in 2003, whilst recording Hindi vinyl in a sound studio, that a book just started coming out of her. And she's going to talk about that, what happened there, tell that story in the podcast today. Age 28, she went to Murdoch University to study the craft of creative writing, and she's been practising ever since. Her first published book was Wonderlust a novel about a travel agent from Perth who goes to Lucerne, Switzerland on a cultural adventure and finds love in a creative life. Morel was an English as a second language teacher for 18 years and a life coach for two, but quit both due to metastatic breast cancer and brain surgery. Morel's passions are many. She's also been a hip hop dancer in New York and a Bollywood dancer in Switzerland. But writing is the true love of her life. Shortly to come out is her new memoir, Love Queen, The Making of a Master, which is the first in a series of at least five books. So I hope you enjoyed today's interview. I absolutely loved reading my preview copy of Love Queen. And I think you're going to love this conversation. I'm so excited to have you here today. Welcome to the show, Morel. Thank you so much, Polly. Just let everybody know where you are right now. So I'm in Perth, West Australia. It is apparently the most isolated capital city in the world. Does it feel like that when you're there? Yes, especially during COVID because we basically locked ourselves in the state and no one was allowed to come in or leave. So, yeah. Wow. It does feel 
like that. Our closest neighbour is Bali, three hours flight away, so that's the positive, and Sydney is five hours away flight. Okay, wow. Interesting. Let's start at the beginning. I just want to say I've absolutely loved reading your book. It's funny, it's entertaining, it's quirky, it's reflective, it's deep. It's just really, really powerful. And I think one of the things that's most touched me is how through everything you've been through, failed relationships, successful relationships, a health journey, a new business direction, new career direction, no matter what's going on in your life, you always manage to find the abundance that's present. This show is all about abundance. And I think that what I took away from your book is that there's a willingness and an ability to find the joy and the abundance in every day and to look for meaning in things and to let things go and to forgive yourself. So I just want to thank you for turning, yeah, it's that process of alchemy, for turning the darkness, the challenges you've been through into gold um, yeah. and into joy. But let's start at the beginning. So briefly, can you share how you got to where you are now? Running an online business, working as a writer, living in your chosen location in Perth having tons of time for creativity and fun and that really comes across in your book and making your creativity a major focus in your life yeah so okay I was a very creative child but I didn't know as an adult what like I was interested in so many different things but then to keep it brief I came across a and they the film Henry and June on daytime TV when I was at university. And that was about the writer Anais Nin. And she's famous for her journals, most of all. And so I just wanted to live through the eyes of a writer like her, because I love the way that she lived. So that was my first inspiration. And then I didn't know how to go about being a writer. I took a unit at uni, but then I didn't think I was that good because I only got like a credit and I, I didn't, yeah, so I didn't know about the process of writing yet. And so then when I was 24, I went through a bad breakup and I just wanted my mind to shut up. So I saw a talk in the newspaper, a small ad. It's all very synchronistic, this journey. I saw a small ad in the paper for a talk called Absolute Happiness and I went along to it and I went with my ex and my mum but I was the only one who bought the book and started applying the principles of manifesting through this book. So then we went to India to see my grandmother for a month with my mum and dad and because I had read that book and another book called Holy Cow which is all about all the different experience, cultural experiences you can have in India. So I wanted to explore different things and we went to a laughters club and they, at the laughters club they said come back the next day because there's going to be an Australian film crew here on filming a documentary on happiness and so we went along the next day and afterwards the sound engineer came to talk to me and he said the director had wanted to interview me there were an Australian film crew but this was an Indian guy the Australian director had wanted to interview me because I wondered what this 
young Indian girl was doing at this with all these like 50, 60-year-olds at this laughters club. And this the guy, Sanjeet, in the book, he was the sound engineer and he told the deck director that she's not Indian from the way that I held myself. She's not a native and the way that I dressed. And so he came to talk to me anyway. And then he, we became friends. And then he one so I was helping him at his sound studio. So my parents ended up going back to Perth and I ended up staying in India. Before I had thought I was going to live in Melbourne and I was I had like packed up my life. And so I was going to come back from India because I want to go to Melbourne because my friend is an artist and she lived there. And I thought I'd go to Melbourne and I'd live this creative life that I wanted to live. But instead I ended up staying longer in India. And I think I mentioned more about, a little more about what happened in the book. And then, yeah, so basically Sanjeet left me alone uploading Hindi vinyl one weekend onto the computer. And I was so bored that a book just started coming out of me. And I ran home and got the laptop and spent the rest of the weekend writing it. And because So when he came back, he had dated a Canadian screenwriter for three years and so he had this experience and he had the belief as well that, you know, that he'd worked in the arts for 20 years so this was a legitimate way of earning a living or being successful. So when I showed him what I had written, he said, for a first draft, this is amazing, you need to focus on this now. And he was the first one that really gave me that confidence about it. So after that, I didn't, I still, I tried to con- I write it and I still continued writing it, but I didn't have the d- discipline or know enough about the editing process yet to so when I ended ended up going back to Perth after three months and, you know, I just wanted to have fun with my friends after a while and I was 25 and so at the age of 28, then it was finally time to go back to, I went to uni for a year and just did a unit in creative writing and that's how I learned more about the process and then I moved to Switzerland and I couldn't get a job and so I started writing my first book, which was a novel called Wonderlust. Amazing. It just it sounds I can take a breath. Like, <laughs> it sounds like it's almost like no matter what you're doing, you're being directed onto this path. How much do you think it was almost like predestined that this was your path and the universe was going to keep pointing you back to it? Or how much do you think you were creating it through your own decision to become a writer? I'm really curious. Mm. I think it was a combination because, yes, I mean, I think it was more the universe directing me. Like I in the book I talk about life with a capital L, you know, like that I realised that life is leading and not me, you know. So it's I definitely did the manifesting process. And like for years, every every eyelash wish, every like birthday wish was about publishing my my books that I was working on so it was a combination yeah definitely of me wanting it and then also yeah I just felt yes no matter yeah the universe kept on directing me back to this path. Yeah super interesting this is one of my own personal sort of challenges I have with the personal development industry is there's often this rhetoric that you can create anything you want you can do anything you want but I personally have experienced that 
there's certain events and experiences that we're almost predestined to experience for our soul's growth. And so sometimes we can't actually create what we want because that's not in what the universe or life has aligned for us. But we do have some control over it and we can shape how we experience things. What's your take on that? Yeah, there was definitely other things that I explored doing, like being a hip hop dancer in New York, you know, like stuff like this. And, but I think that all just gave me more things to write about. Like it wasn't my ultimate destiny, but it was something that I enjoyed. So I think that if you just follow the things that you enjoy, like I still love dancing and now I've gone back to it again, but I'm not like dreaming of being in a hip hop video with Snoop Dogg, you know, like <laughs> some of that was ego driven, you know, like. I wanted, you know, it was at the time when he released that video, Beautiful. Like, I don't know if you remember that one. And all these beautiful girls. And like, I was like, my ex was into hip hop. And I was like, if only I could be in a hip hop video, I'd have made it, you know. And like, then I'd truly be beautiful, you know, some ego driven stuff. But yeah, it is a, a journey to figuring all that out. For sure. For sure. I mean, we're always learning, I think, and challenges continually come. You know, sometimes my clients say to me, oh, when will it stop, Polly? I like, yeah. it won't. We all decide when you're complete and that's when you'll exit. That's yeah. when you'll pass on when you've experienced the lessons you came here to experience, the experiences that you've come here for. But it's part of being human that we're continually given things to overcome. Yeah. Uh, and to experience. Joy and I do think that we do incarnate like through our chosen parents for whatever we need to overcome or learn in this lifetime as well. 100%. 100%. I think one of the things I loved about your book is that it you weave together learnings and philosophies that you have developed and studied on your personal development journey, but also with this wonderful like adventure of life. The Bollywood dancing, the hip-hop dancing, the travelling around the world. I mean, I'm curious, what is true abundance for you? Definitely freedom. So the freedom to be able to travel and just to, to actually to write my books. Like that is true abundance for me and to be able to have a career where I'm you know, I, I've worked on these books, Wonderlust first and now Love Queen, which is actually I have written five more books in the process the last seven years. Of getting this book out, I needed to also write another five books as well. So it's exciting that this one is finally coming to light now. I've been writing for 15 years, you know, these two books basically. So that to me, to be paid to actually do that is true abundance for me because I have done it all for free for all this time, you know. So it's just that would be true abundance for me is like to actually like earn really well to do the thing that I do anyway. Yeah. That get wakes me up in the morning. I get up at six thirty, do this, and then I'm happy. You know, so that is true abundance to me. Beautiful, thank you. So let's come back to the book. Do you plan yeah. what you're going to write, or is it more organic? Do you have a routine for writing each day? It is definitely organic. So I start with the feelings, and then I find the story. So it's like I just. 
there's some feelings that I need to express. And so, yeah, so when I wrote my novel, that's how I started. And then only through the process, I found the actual plot of the story. For this one, I knew the plot, basically, as it went along. But yeah, I have a set routine. So I get up, my best time to work is in the morning. So I do that writing before just two hours, sometimes three. When I started, it was only one hour a day when I started writing the novel because that was harder. But yeah, now I just do pretty much maximum two hours writing a day. But I write really fast, just let it all flow. And then I only go back and read the draft after I've finished the first draft. So then I am working on it. So I will just like like typing as fast as my thoughts. And yeah, it's just it's just a being in the flow. So it if I tried to plan it, which I did try to plan it when I was writing my novel one year, and then I just didn't write for a year. So some people work best that way, but I don't. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just write it and then the first day you start any writing something, you feel like it comes slowly. And then the second day, it's a lot easier. And then it just gets easier. It's like the flow begins. And I, I watched Elizabeth Gilbert's TED Talk years ago, and it was about how the genie may or may not show up, but you have to show up. So it's like, yeah, so I that's my goal is that Monday to Friday, I do those two hours. And then in if you do that, in 10 weeks, you have one draft of a book. Then you work on like the drafts because so much is, that's what I've learned in this process is that it's all about the editing, you know, and the subconscious mind is amazing as well. So like then it will be like you're going, you start working on something and then when you're going for a walk, you, a phrase will come to you or whatever, you, you know, you you ex- probably experience this too in writing your and doing your podcasts and ideas for your business is that is when you're not thinking about it that the ideas, they just land. Going for a walk is really good. Sometimes driving yeah. when I'm mm-hmm. sort of half occupied but have a bit of daydreaming space. That, yeah. That's a good space as well. What have been the hardest part about the writing journey for you? Getting it published. That, <laughs> but the hardest part is, I wrote so much and like then I lose track of like what like I'm just like I'm just using intuition here and not really like not really knowing what's in my book exactly so that has been really good in working with an editor because she helped me to like tell me like okay this you know this book is so long and then how to focus it more yeah yeah, so it really helped having an objective set of eyes, like a skilled set of eyes on your work mm. to help structure it. Yes, because at first I wanted it to be like an unravelling mystery. So I, that's how I had written it first, but then maybe it was too much of a mystery <laughs> because <laughs> like, then I, in the end I was just like, I just want to get this story out, so let me just be a bit more upfront about you know, this is the story and intersperse the journaling bits in between. 
Yeah, yeah. I think you there's so many characters in this story. Oh my gosh. And you, yeah. you have a beautiful way of describing all the people you meet. I feel like I know them. Good. <laughs> and I have all all these men, all these characters you met on your travels. I sort of they're all they're living with me right now <laughs> vicariously through your book. I know. And this is not even the half of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why I've got like five more volumes. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I'm curious, is writing healing for you? Mm, It's very cathartic. It helps me to make sense of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is why I always recommend to people to have a journaling practice, whether you Mm. have any desire to be a writer or not, whether you have any desire to publish or not, but it just helps you make sense of things process and digest mm. them and find the meaning in them find the solutions I literally yeah. live for my journals downstairs in the wardrobe I have this huge shelves and shelves of my old journals yeah and you never know when you might use them because like me I also kept my journals and now I've used parts of them in Love Queen so yeah and also I like sometimes I'm like what was I doing five years ago on this date you know like sometimes I'll have that thought and then I'll be able to go back into my journal and see and also like I keeping a journal for me and also like in an agenda as well that I write things that I did it's like for because of my health issues I I like to look back and see okay what was I doing was I eating something different was I thinking a certain way or I like to see what kind of manifesting was I practicing at that time so for me it's that record as well. What advice would you have for anyone wanting to write their own memoir or life story? I would say to definitely do it diligently like I talked about where you just even if it's one hour a day whatever time is best for you to write if you can fit it in so you know before I used to think that I had to have you know my schedule perfectly worked out but now if I had to go say to a a day job at 9am or 8am I would get up and do just an hour before going to work because then yeah it's done and then okay if you don't do it in 10 weeks maybe in half a year you have the first draft of a book so I think if do it because you really want to do it and you love it you know so or you what you have something that you want to express so I think once upon a time I probably had the idea of like I want to write a book but now it's not about writing the book it's just about I want to share this because bit crazy this story and and I can't help doing it so I want someone to read it so it's like yeah have a pure intention behind it whether it's to just for a cathartic reason or for sharing with others whatever that reason is but I think that that kind of pure purpose behind it will keep you going rather than being just like I want to write a book and I I mean read others work but in the end like you've got to get into that flow where your your own creation is going to come out you know and don't get too stressed about it if it's not perfect don't even read it at first because it will get better over time the more you work on it yeah Yeah. that's some great advice thank you you touched on then the crazy life you've lived 
yeah all of the many adventures you've had and challenges mm-hmm. did you ever think why me I think when I first got breast cancer and I was 34 so that's now nine years ago you know I was so like and that's what the book is about like in the crazy personal development world you know that spiritual circus that I mentioned like where it's just like trying to apply everything at the same time and I felt you know, at that time I was like, yes, <laughs> like almost like, yes, something is happening to me, you know. And then over time I'm like, okay, now that's enough. I don't, you know, I'm not excited about this happening to me anymore. So at the beginning I think I was just too like a bit like manic to really realise the severity of it mm. and it is hard for me to sit in those feeling like the discomfort. I could tend to like brush over things because I wanted to enjoy myself. And so, yeah, it's been that journey, what I shared in Love Queen, like that, you know, I really got taken down like one thing after another until I finally just was had to sit in it and realise things about my life. So... I don't think why me. I mean, I definitely think that, our, like we talked about before, that our souls come here for a reason. And there's also been crazy times where, you know, sometimes I recover and then it's just weirdly I have metastasis again, but it just doesn't make sense sometimes how it I heal and then it occurs again and, so, yeah, so some it feels like there's something else at play, like a higher power or, you know, where I have certain things to learn in my life and this is teaching me. How do you navigate this and still find the joy and still keep showing up for the magic in life and for the miracles? I think my inner child is this excited five-year-old. So I did some coaching this year with I was doing some practice and we were practicing on each other and yeah what kept showing up was this five-year-old in a five-year-old that's just so excited about everything and yeah so there's that and then I also you know in those times when I was really down I had to work on my positive mindset you know like by and not even just a positive mindset, but just seeing the beauty in the small things of life, you know, that's what kept me going because it's like I I don't want to think about my future or lack of future or whatever. Like I had received so much bad news or things were just crashing down and it's just I at that time I was staying at my parents' house and I noticed that when I was down, they were down. So I didn't want to bring the house down all the time, you know. So that was one of the motivations to changing my mindset again. You know, I I used to teach that in my coaching business and about how to reprogram your mind and how to see the beauty in life. So I just used those practices on myself and they were just small exercises, but it's like, going to the gym you know or doing any kind of physical exercise you know this, that it's just about consistency I love that piece about your inner child 
What does she want right now? This inner child is very excited to publish this book and just share it with the world. I had this vision of staying. We have a Ritz in Perth, a Ritz Hotel. So for me, that's my my kind of celebration that I want to go to the Ritz. And this inner child is, I, I see in the vision that she's, jumping on the bed at the Ritz like so it's just yeah just a just energy she wants to have fun that's what like whether it is just riding to the beach or and sometimes I can get too serious doing all this writing and work and it's like one thing after another is coming relentlessly through this publishing process and my health issues so yeah just just going to the beach or I just started going back to the gym again doing weights and just dancing I I went back to my dance school this year so there's this inner child is just curious about stuff and loves to learn different things meet new people and do these fun things that I loved doing when I was eight years old as well like dancing and performing. Let's talk about in your memoir you really do share it all the raw awkward moments the fears the vulnerability the frustration the anger when things are amazing when things are at rock bottom what was the mindset that allowed you to share so vulnerably and to put this this out into the world I think I am naturally a very open person and I used to share you know, for years on the blog. And then it became like this story is now too big for me to put into a blog post, you know. It felt sensational when I tried to write about in a blog post, but ta-da, I had brain surgery, <laughs> you know, like, guys, I got mugged, you know. <laughs> it just like made me feel ridiculous to, to share in that way. But I, so I wanted to put it in a book because, then people have to go on the whole journey with you so they actually get to know you. You're not just this, like, attention-seeking person who just had brain surgery. It's like these are all my thoughts and my feelings and so I feel that in a book people won't judge you as much Mm. negatively because they get to know you properly, you know. So it's it's a bigger container to share all the aspects of you and the in the whole journey that you yeah and it's like also that's an investment like if someone I'm going to share so much with you so you have to invest in buying it and reading it you know like so it's not just like oh you might pass this post on the internet where I tell you my most intimate details like no you have to take the time to read the book and then you I'm going to share my insides with you so yeah I think there's a gravitas to the book which your story um, and your writing deserves is substantial and that's I felt like that with one of the questions you asked before too about the meaning of all of it I felt like this must have happened for a reason like all these crazy things and funny things and you know like I must share it with the world because you know, well, otherwise, like, that gives me a reason for being, that, like, a reason that everything happened. Like, it didn't just happen for nothing. Life, like, the things that happen in my life to me, 
that ignites it. I mean, I read, like I try, I read novels and fiction because it helps to, like that's one of the main advice for being a writer that if you have to read. So when I read, you know, just personal development books, which I also love or I have loved over the years, different ones, but then my writing becomes more stale, so more black and white, you know. So I like to read fiction because that, yeah, ignites more of that creative vocabulary and imagination. Mm. So that. Yeah, and then also, like you said, going for walks or just, yeah, when you're doing something different, like well, going to do aerobics or whatever it is, then you come back to this this place. And then also the discipline or the the routine of doing it, that's, that ignites my creativity. I don't really think of, like when I wrote Wanderlust, that took a lot of creativity. But when I wrote Love Queen, it just felt more natural that it just came like that. I was it wasn't so much of an effort to write. Yeah, just flowed through you. That's the thing, getting out of the, you know, conscious mind and just like getting out of your mind so that it does just flow through you. Yeah, so not thinking so much about it, just doing more. Yes putting one finger in front of the other on the keyboard and just going. So we're going to publish this interview before your book, most likely. Mm -hmm. So what's the best way for people to stay connected with you and start to get excited, get to know you? Well, definitely they could join my mailing list so I send out a newsletter every week and keep my lovely readers updated on what's going on some behind the scenes I will and just say I've been on this list for what, eight years or something since I met yeah, you maybe. yes 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 since the coaching days yeah 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 Morella and I actually met it would have been 2014 so eight years ago eight and a half years ago on a coaching program and did we first meet in America yeah in LA in LA we first met in LA yeah and then we went to Paris yes and then Miami then Miami and then Bali yes and Bali a few years later such such an international friendship and uh, Let's let's also mention that Polly is actually mentioned in the book a few times as well. So I am. I am. Yeah. Thank you. I tried um, to I actually it was kind of like in the end, I wanted to make it a bit of a love letter to the people in my life. So I tried to mention as many people as possible because I was like, yeah, these people, you know, everyone comes into your life for a reason, touches, you know, we haven't met in person for five years or so now but you know meeting you touched me and helped me and and so I wanted to mention as many people as I could so that I could like just as a I don't know way of acknowledging the love that I have for each of these people. Morel writes so beautifully and her her newsletters are so funny and so entertaining and so unexpected. You never know what's going to come through. There's also a thread of wisdom and advice and 
powerful tips and guidance on manifesting and how to follow your intuition and how to honor your desires. So there's there's wisdom that comes through, but it's delivered in such an entertaining way. I definitely recommend subscribing to that and receiving that into Thank your you. Oh my God, that is so nice, Polly. Thank you. That makes me so happy because sometimes I'm like, wow, Polly is still on my mailing list. <laughs> That's I- my- I can't unsubscribe because they're too entertaining. <laughs> it's so interesting. You don't know what she's going to write about next week. And you know it's going to be entertaining. And it's great when you sit on the sofa on a tea break. So just just keep that one there. Just keep that one yeah. there. Okay. That's good because, yeah, I think that's the thing that shows that I do write organically because you never know what you're going to get because it's, I don't, I'm just like on the day, what comes to me, I write about, I have no plan, you know, so... That's for my blog writing as well as my book yeah. writing. And I think it's it's wonderful how you take all of us on a journey with you, a journey into the most intimate parts of your life, the most vulnerable, the most fun, the most exciting. Thank yeah. you for opening up your heart and your soul and your life uh, through your writing. It's been a joy to be able to be on this journey with you. Oh, thank you. Yes, I'm so happy that you are on this journey too with me. So thank, thank you as well for not unsubscribing. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we have the books. This is even better. Yeah. Now I have yeah, like yeah. five more books in the pipeline. This is great. Yes. Like you thought you were getting the behind the scenes. <laughs> now you're really going to, in these books, get the real like things that I can't share right. on a day basis week right yes 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 so thank you for being on the show thank you for sharing your musings on life with us here on the feminine millionaire show and i invite everybody to go subscribe to morale's newsletter follow her Mm -hmm. on instagram and as soon as the book is out buy it and dive in and enjoy it because it's fabulous thank you thank you so much polly it's been so amazing to talk with you about all this i hope you enjoyed today's episode i think it was a beautiful reminder to find the joy in life's small moments and to follow what lights your heart up and talking of joy I'm about to close the doors to Manifesting Joy and Abundance, my brand new six-week journey to clear your blocks to experiencing more joy and abundance in your life. It's a tough dialogue out there. The prevailing negative collective dialogue is all around lack and scarcity and rising prices right now. And you have a choice what you allow to become your experience. Do not lose hope. You are capable of getting what you want in life. You just need to learn how. So over six weeks, I will be teaching you how. I will be doing powerful energy work to release old ancestral patterns, collective patterns of lack and struggle, as well as old habits. And you'll be part of a community focused on creation, focused on abundance, focused on happiness, focused on joy. And this will make a huge difference to how you feel. When you change how you feel, it changes what you attract. This is one of my programs that's suitable for anybody 
any profession, any business, any stage of business or personal development. And it's an incredibly powerful journey. I'll be running it live one time only. Your soul knows that a higher, better, more joyful experience is possible for you. And I'm here to show you how. To join on this journey, just go to the link in the show notes to find out more. This is your very last chance. We are closing this weekend. We are kicking off on Monday, the 10th of October. Have a wildly abundant week and I can't wait to get started with those of you that are saying yes. Bye for now.